0: This episode of the Your Twin Soul Journey podcast was originally posted to the Card Reading Queen YouTube channel. You can find the original episode by going to cardreadingqueen.com slash YouTube. Make sure you subscribe while you're there so we can stay connected. Hey there Sovereigns, Monica Grace from cardreadingqueen.com here, and this content is called, I had the physical proof of my child, but I didn't believe it until I surrendered this. So a little dramatic. Uh, if you haven't seen my other video or listened to my other podcast about this, that one kind of gives you the background on this one. So um, it's kind of like the part one. This is the part two. That one is called The Five Things I Had to Heal to Manifest My Child into the World. So, um, you know just a quick catch up. I have a child. He's about six months old. Um, but I had spent, you know, three or four years trying to get pregnant, um, and trying to, what I would say, come into union with him or like manifest him is another way you could say that. Um, and I kind of, you know, at the end of my last video, I touched on this, but I will Kind of start this video with the same thing, um, which is after years and years of trying to get pregnant, I tried to get pregnant for, oh gosh, at least, I don't know, at least two or three years, um, I was trying to get pregnant naturally, um, before I finally had to, like, go to the doctor and do, like, their prenatal care package, um, type of stuff that, like, did, it's, like, testing and then you, like, get your tubes cleared and, like, you know, there's like this whole process that they do. Um, so before that I was trying to get pregnant naturally and I was kind of doing all the things, like I was taking my temperature every day to figure out when I was ovulating. I was, you know, I was tracking like all my typical things, like the things that you would do if you were trying to get pregnant. I was taking prenatal vitamins. Um, I've been on prenatal vitamins for like five years now cause I'm still on them because, I'm still breastfeeding my baby. Um, but basically, during that time, it was it was a very challenging time for me. Um, and my biggest false belief during that time was maybe God, my higher power, maybe God doesn't want me to be a mother. And um, I think that this belief was what was holding me back from, Experiencing pregnancy and coming into union with my child, um, so what happened? I really had a breakthrough around this false belief. And again, if you if you want to know like the steps I took to get to this breakthrough. Um, definitely check out that, um, the other video, which is the five things I had to heal to manifest my child into the world. Um, and you can go to cardringandqueen.com slash YouTube if you want to find the video. Um, or you can check it out on my podcast, Your Twin Soul Journey. It's available everywhere. Um, and then my website, queen.com slash blog. You can find, you can find that on my blog as well. Um, so, yeah. So what, what happened was, I believed that I was in a war with God, my higher power, um, and that he was kind of like punishing me or trying to hold me back from becoming a mother. Or, or you know, so that was kind of like my worst thoughts. My other thought was like, oh, I'm not supposed to be a mother or like it's not part of my life purpose to be a mother. Maybe I'm just supposed to be like um, building my business you know, I kind of had these these not helpful thoughts um, during this time. What I realized, though, eventually, and this is key to, I think, just about everything in life and and everything on your spiritual path, everything on your ascension journey, everything on your twin soul journey, is that if it's something you desire, if it's planted in your heart, then it is meant for you. Um, So I had to come to this breakthrough that... God was not my enemy, that he had actually put that desire in my heart. So it was meant for me. I was meant to be a mother. And, um, I, I had to realize that I was not separate from motherhood. So, um, cause I was thinking of it as kind of like an identity, like, oh, I'm not a mother until I have a child. Um, and that wasn't true at all. What was really true is that that desire had always been in my heart since like all the way back to childhood. Um, you know, I had questioned, is it just societal expectations? Over time, it was really revealed to me. I revealed it to myself that no, this is, a, this is a true desire for me. And I realized like my whole life, I have been a mother. Like, the only thing is that I'm current, like I was currently separated from my child at that point. So I was in separation with my child, even though I was already a mother and being a mother was part of my, what was in my heart. Um, so I hope that, I hope that kind of makes sense which, um, because I think, I think people don't think about it this way. And, and it was, it was a big shift for me that, you know, this, your desires have been with you in your heart since you came to this planet. And you have always been everything that you've desired in your heart. Um, the only reason you're not experiencing it on earth is because you are in separation with it. And that separation is an illusion, but that is, that is why you're experiencing that. Um, hopefully, it's very obvious how this relates to the twin soul journey. Um, so I'm going to tell you a bit more of what actually happened, like how I was holding the proof in my hand, but I didn't know. Um, so what was happening is, um, yeah, kind of like a science lesson. So after you, after a woman ovulates, there's, um, there's like a waiting period of about two weeks. Um, so it's, it's like, you know, roughly like eight or nine days to like, I don't know like 14 or 15 days um and this is this is like a very this is considering a very regular cycle if you don't have a regular cycle it can be a, a longer period so this is called the luteal phase um basically you know i i was um and so so they call this um they they talk about pregnancy tests in terms of how far you passed your ovulation date so it could be like nine days past ovul- ovulation, 10 days past ovulation, 11 days past ovulation. Um, so I knew when I ovulated because you can take your temperature every day and you would know, like, you know, by the fluctuations in your temperature when you ovulated. So I knew like I would ovulated um, and, you know, if you've ever been through this pregnancy thing and like been trying to get pregnant, um, you know, like it's a, it's like called the two week wait. It's very painful if you like really really want a child, because you're waiting like two weeks, and what you're waiting for is like, did I get my period or not? And if I did get my period, then like I'm not pregnant, and now I have to, now I have to wait like another two weeks before I can try again. Um, so it's like okay, like my you know, this whole this whole cyclical thing um, with how it is. So. Basically, when you're trying to get pregnant, there's a lot of waiting. And so you experience that, that disappointment of seeing your period like every single month and you experience that. So I, I mean, I experienced it for years, um, basically, and it just becomes like this very heartbreaking thing is the best way I can describe it. Um, so for me, it had become super heartbreaking um, to the point where I had stopped testing. So things were a little bit different in this cycle. Um, because I was on, it was my first month on a medication to help me have a stronger ovulation. So I had done all the fertility testing. There was nothing wrong with me or, you know, nothing was wrong. There was like, they could Um, they couldn't point to anything that was an issue for fertility. And they wanted to just put me on this medicine and I was really against it. So like I waited another month before I actually went on it. And then I was like, okay, fine. Like I didn't get pregnant that month. So I was like, I will do the medicine. (laughs) Um, And then I was, you know, I was kind of like pretty skeptical at that point um, is the best way because after you have so much disappointment, you, it's like you really feel like maybe this is just not meant for me. So I was very skeptical. Um, but because I was on this new medicine, I hadn't, I hadn't tested for pregnancy or anything for months, if not years, because I had done it at the beginning and I had experienced a lot of disappointment. Like I was just, you know, not pregnant a lot of the time, or maybe I was pregnant. And then like, I would still get my period. Like that happened as well. Um, and what that is, it's a very, um, it kind of means that like the egg, like it attached maybe, but then it was an unviable pregnancy. So that happened sometimes too. Um, and it was, it was like this, you know, this pretty heartbreaking thing. Anyway, I was testing for this cycle because I was on this medicine. Um, I was 10 days past ovulation. So, um, you know, typically that's, that's a little early to test. Usually you usually can't find out. Usually you need to be like 12 to 14 days past and sometimes even like a week past. So like, usually you all, you have to like miss your period basically to, um, get a, re- get a positive result on a pregnancy test. So it was 10 days past ovulation. And there was no reason I should be testing, but I wanted, I had heard that, um, I'd, i heard that ovulation strips could sometimes be used as pregnancy tests. So I wanted to just like, like find out, like, I was like, eh, like I might as well just like look into this cause I'm kind of bored. So I did the, I did, um, an ovulation test and I did a pregnancy test right next to each other. And they both came back with like a pretty faint line. Um, but they were like the cheap tests. So I was like, eh, like they're, you know, who knows what this is? Like, it and it, and by faint, I mean like, like it was like, you, you wonder if your eye is deceiving you. Like it was so faint, like, like not even their, not even their line. And so then the next day I did this, um, it was 11 days past ovulation. And so I did the test again. And like, again, there's not really anything worth noting there, um, and so then I was like, you know, I, I just like threw these tests away. Cause I was like, there's nothing here. Like I already know I'm not going to get pregnant this month cause I never get pregnant. And so then I was talking to my husband, um, and just like, I didn't even know what, what had happened, but basically by the end of that day, 11, I was in like a full on breakdown. <laughs> like I was just breaking down to him. I was bawling. I was crying. I was like, I'm never going to get pregnant. I don't even know why we're trying this. Like I only have a couple months on this medication and then they're going to put me on IVF and then it's, it's only got a 20% chance of working and blah, blah, blah. And I, I was going on and on. Like I had read like so much stuff about this and I was just, I was just in like a true heartbreak. Like I was like this is just not going to happen. I I just want to give up cuz it's so painful and I just I don't think I'm ever going to get pregnant. And um you know, I was also telling him about in vitro and like how expensive it is and how like little chance it has of working and like I was I was like reading him all these statistics. And i um, like, why would we waste all this money on this when it doesn't work? And he was very much like, look, whatever the price is on this treatment, like, he's like, I would pay it in a heartbeat. Um, and that was a big thing for me because I think there was a, some part of me that felt like this, like my dream or like our dream to have a child, like, wasn't worth, you know, like... 10 grand or whatever, um, which, you know, 10 grand is a lot of money. I don't want to, I don't want to, um, offend anyone. It is a lot of money, but in the grand scheme of things, in terms of having your child, it's really, um, it's a fairly small price to pay if you were to get a child out of that. Um, so anyway, this, like he said that I like, broke down even further. I was just crying and crying and I could feel a shift inside of me at some point to full and final surrender to God for this issue. Um basically um I I was like I was just at the end of it. I was like, you know what? Cuz I had tried to solve the problem on my own for so long, Um, not on my own, but like with my husband, with my doctors, you know, I've been trying to solve it in the 3d for so long. And, um, there was just this moment of final surrender. I could literally feel something shift inside of me. So the full surrender happened. Um, and, um, basically the next day, which was 12 days past ovulation, um, 12 DPO, I took another pregnancy test. I, I don't even know why I was taking these. Like, I couldn't tell you. I, I was not a person who would take them before I even got my period. Like, that that wasn't even who I was. Um, but I took a test again. And I noticed that the line was slightly darker than it had been the day before. And so I was like, ah, that's really weird. And so then I kind of, like, this is gross. But I kind of dug through the trash can and pulled out the other um, the one that I had taken at 11 days past ovulation and I set them next to each other and I was looking at them and I was like, wow, both these lines are faint, but this pink line is getting darker. Um, and it, I was like, it was very weird. So I was, um, I was basically, I realized, um, after some time, so, so I was holding this, I, I kind of went to my husband and I was like, so I have a positive pregnancy test, but I don't really think it means anything. And he was just like, okay, cool. Um, and it was just like this very casual thing. Cause I and I was holding this test, but I still there was some part of me that still didn't believe that I was pregnant. Um but basically um I I kept So basically I was, (laughs) I guess it's the point. Um, and I kept taking, so I have the tests here, um, to kind of show you. So this is what they are like. And the line kept getting darker. Um, and I don't have these in order, but you know, basically you put them, you kind of like put them all together and you can see that the line was the line, um, it kept kind of kept getting darker every day. Um... So basically what I realized as after, um, after this was over, I realized that that 11 days past ovulation test was a positive pregnancy test. And that was the day I had the breakdown and final surrender. So I had been like that morning I had been holding a positive pregnancy test and I still didn't believe that I was pregnant until I had that full surrender. Um, the, let me break down that full surrender and what it was. Basically, I chose and I, I decided. This is important. I decided that none of my challenges in the physical were a sign from God telling me that I wasn't meant to be a mom. Um, and this was very hard. Because I think we see a lot of the 3D. And a lot of it's an illusion. And we decide to give meaning to it when it doesn't have meaning. What, um, what was actually happening there? And I had to choose to believe this. I had to choose to believe that God was supporting me in my desire to be a mom by clearing all the crap and BS that my husband and I were putting out there <laughs> before our baby soul came in. Um, and I, I, had to choose that fully and fully surrender to that, and so um, it's just interesting because God had already God was already giving me that baby, but I was choosing to not believe in it still. And then um, finally, the next day, I was able to see the truth after I had surrendered. So let me let me break this down um, to how this relates to the twin soul journey. So if you wholeheartedly choose your twin soul, um, and I don't mean a physical person. I mean, you choose the thing you desire in your heart, which is your twin soul. Um, and you know, maybe it's the person you think it is, maybe it's not, but if you just simply choose your twin soul, choose the love you want to experience with that person, you cannot be rejected. Um, this is, This is by law of attraction. Um, a lot of people think this can't be because they believe their twin is another person with free will. This is just separation. I could have chosen to believe that my baby was another person with free will. It wasn't true though. We chose each other long before either of us were born on this planet all we had to do was heal the blocks that were keeping us separated. And when we did that, we were able to be united in this lifetime. Um, I realized in after some time, I realized that my husband had actually healed many of the blocks of separation before I did. Um, the healing and this is this is kind of interesting and maybe helpful to you. He had healed a bunch of this already. The healing was available for me to access. Um, it was right there. I could have accessed it at any time, but I, for whatever reason, needed to have that conversation with him where I was breaking down and he, you know, and he was able to kind of like write me um, in, put put me in the right direction, shift my thinking. So Sometimes on the twin soul journey, this happens too, where, um, you guys have healed the thing, but, um, one of you in the physical kind of holds the key to that. And the other is not, um, just not quite aware of the truth yet because in truth, so yes, we had the pregnancy test when I had the breakdown. So I I was holding the proof in my hand when I had that breakdown, but in truth, that child had been manifested, um, you know, several weeks before um, when he was conceived. But then even before that, like, so it's like that manifestation was not, it wasn't like, you know, I had this breakdown and then like, oh, my child's here. It wasn't like that. It was like, we had been manifesting this for so long and clearing blocks for so long. So the child had been manifested much earlier than I had the physical proof, um, even so that, that healing had already been done. I just, I hadn't, I wasn't able to access it without that conversation. Um, even though my husband held that healing within him already. Um, what else? (laughs) Okay. So I kind of said this already, but I'll spell it out for you. Sometimes your twin has the healing you need and you have the healing they need, but the communication must happen to access it within yourself or within themselves. Okay. Okay if you are experiencing rejection, it may be because you haven't wholeheartedly chosen to prioritize your twin soul above all else in your world. Um, and this was the case for me. I had not chosen to fully prioritize my baby and getting pregnant, um, until, you know, a couple months before we got pregnant and right, you know, right when I fully chose that, that's when it that's when things happened. Um, yeah, so, um, last thing just as you're about to give up, that could be when your twin soul comes, and you may already be holding physical proof of your twin soul in the 3D without knowing it. So, sometimes, sometimes we don't see our twin soul there in the physical, but we, we're actually already experiencing that. Um, and it's really that we put up the blinders to it. So, um, I don't know. I encourage you to kind of think about that. Think about, you know, why, why there might be physical evidence in the 3d, um, before you realize it or like how, how, um, another way to think about it is like, how, how could you be staring at, staring at the proof in your hands already of your twin soul union. Um, but it's just not here in the physical and, and um, in the sense that like you don't believe in it yet. So I hope this has been helpful to you on your journey. Um, definitely definitely check out my other video about this, the five things I had to heal to manifest my child into the world. Um, for me, I learned so much about coming into union with another soul through my child. Um, just because we had, we just had so many, um, I had to shift my, I had to really shift my thinking. It's basically what it is. Um, and do my healing work and through that, I was just able to really understand this journey on a greater and deeper level. So I hope this has been helpful to you. Thank you so much for sticking with me through this um, duet of a series, uh, and um, you know, I hope I hope it's uh, been insightful for you. Thank you so much for watching. Have a beautiful and blessed day. Hey there, Sovereigns. This is Monica Grace again, and I just wanted to tell you a little bit more about my new book, Your Twin Soul Journey, A Guide to Experiencing Eternal, Unconditional, Harmonious, Embodied Love and Union with Your Divine Partner. If you found yourself on the Twin Soul Journey, you probably have questions. In my book, Your Twin Soul Journey, I take you through everything you need to know to keep your head on straight during this crazy, crazy time period in your life. Some of the topics I include are what to do if you've been blocked, ghosted, or separated from the person you believe is your twin, how to handle a twin who's insisting that you're just friends, even though you know there's a deeper connection why your ex lover keeps popping up in your life and how to tell if this person is a spiritual or toxic connection and what to do if you're with your twin in the physical, but the relationship feels complicated and needs a ton of work before you feel like you're truly in union. If you're feeling like there's a spiritual connection here, definitely trust your intuition and make sure you grab my book, Your Twin Soul Journey, today to get clarity and insight into this unique and fruitful relationship you're experiencing. Go to cardreadingqueen.com slash twin journey, and there you'll find links to all the online stores where the book is available. Thank you so much for listening to the Your Twin Soul Journey podcast. See you in the next episode.